evening, everyone. Cold evening. I want to talk a little bit tonight about um, fantasy, daydreams, the nature of fantasy. And um, I must say, I haven't had much chance to um, to reflect on this talk because of the busyness of the afternoon. So I haven't had much time to daydream about it <laughs> to get it in order. Um, but it 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 uh, the uh, curiosity I had about talking about this more came from a a conversation I had with someone recently who um, and to put this in context this is a, a youngish person who's single who said that um, before they took up meditation practice and started to do a lot of retreats um, that um, she um, uh, looking back on it realised that she was caught up a lot in romantic fantasies do you know when she would get obsessed by someone do you know and focus on it all the time and and imagine the wedding happening, you know, and, 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 and everything actually occurring. And then after um, uh, quite some time of intense um, practice, uh, uh, noticed how there was a difference in the way that she um, lived in that aspect of her life. And she um, met someone um, recently who she was quite attracted to and felt like there was a mutual attraction and so the fantasy started coming back again and then she wondered you know like what to do with this in terms of meditation practice and so on and um, basically what we talked about is that um, she was she was certainly relating she she reported that she was actually relating to it in quite a different way so one of the things that happens when you have very strong emotions or you know, powerful feelings coming up is you may not be able to stop thinking about it and you may not actually be able to stop fantasising about something that you want would wish to, to occur. Um, and there's no point trying to, to fight it in a way because they're, they're quite intrusive thoughts. Um, so the best she could do in that situation was to um, notice the fantasies coming up. But like we say in one of our readings, she just wasn't investing in it anywhere near as much as what she had prior to, to doing um, meditation practice. And so they still came up. Um, and uh, But before, they had a quality about them where she would obsess um, she was invested in it, like a lot of self-invested in it. And one of the things that comes out of fantasies like that is that um, some, even though we know it's a fantasy, the, it, it creates some construction of expectation of what will occur in the future. So where there's expectation, there is hope. And then when the fantasy is not fulfilled and it all comes crashing down like a, you know, like a house of cards. And, and whether it's with romantic fantasy or career fantasy or whatever it might be, um, that, that's often the nature of fantasy. We, we think of it as being um, rather benign often, and it can be, um, but a lot of the time it's actually not benign. It actually creates suffering. You know, 
maybe maybe it creates more suffering for the the person who fantasizes than it does for the people around them but there might be a flow-on effect as well but the main thing I want to say about it is is that that kind of fantasy um, where we're really caught in it well it's caught in a self-centered dream isn't it um, when we when we're caught in it it can create um, a lot of harm for the person but of course that's different from um, from what we might semantically make a difference and call daydreaming you know where and and daydreaming where you're just sort of your mind's floating and you're relaxed and you just sort of wonder about the future or about something or reminisce or whatever it's got a very that's fine really I mean that's it's really benign and um, and that can be the source of being creative as well but I think that the difference between the two is one's got a kind of a an anxious driving kind of um, obsession to it and the other is just relaxed and sort of cruisy and it's not it's not a pressure behind it to actually um, achieve anything but when we look when we try to understand what drives fantasy and what drives living in the future so much is that it arises out of some sense of lack of um, fulfillment in our life and it's a it's like a um, a looping kind of experience the more we're actually fantasizing about the future the less fulfilling the present moment is so we fantasize about the future more and we go more round and round in that loop but it certainly is in the nature as in practice that we're breaking that vicious cycle and um, our practice as we always emphasize is about coming back and being conscious of the present moment it's not always pleasant being in the present moment um, <clears throat> but the experience that you get from doing it over and over again and it's not just based on faith I mean faith gets you started um, but through experience you just kind of get your own inner sense that it's the best place to be mm-hmm. and being fulfilled doesn't necessarily mean pleasant you know it being fulfilling could be that it is unpleasant you're in touch with pain or whatever but there's a real strong sense of um of reality about it and and you're not disembodied you know, at all you're not disembodied at all and so it's staying in that space um, and being grounded in that space is really the, the antidote to, to needing to fantasize. Often people fantasize because there is a, a great sense of, um, of emptiness within, within them. Not emptiness in the Zen sense of shunyata, but um, a bleakness, you know, like a, an empty space, and the fantasy fills it up, fills the space up. And um, and what we learn through Zen practice is that 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 bleak emptiness um, it's not changed into fullness so much is that it's transformed into spaciousness. Mm-hmm. And and when when you when you're at home in that spaciousness and you're at home with whatever might arise in that spaciousness, then then you're grounded. And the, the need to, fan, to fantasize just seems to drop away. 
You can only know that from your own experience, you know, and years of experience. If you look back over years of doing meditation experience, you probably find that you daydream at times in that benign way. But you probably find that, that the time you spend in fantasy is far, far less than, than what it was before you started. And um, then you're not leading a... If you're not living in fantasy, you're not living a, a hungry ghost-like existence. Do you know you? You're eating good, solid meal. <laughs> mm-hmm.